Welcome back to the show, guys. Episode 6 of the For the Berg podcast, and just like the first five, I'm your host, Ron Gaeta. On today's show, I talk to Matthew Marcellus from Emerosa. Matthew talks about his earlier music career and what led him up to joining the band Emerosa. He also shares his experiences writing and recording the last two Emerosa records, and he talks about the band's style change into a more pop rock sound. Enjoy, guys. Nope. Mr. Pop. <laughs> Guys, today I have Matthew Marcellus from Emerosa. Matt, what's going on, buddy? I'm doing all right. Enjoying the beautiful weather today and uh, just trying to make the most of these weird-ass times. Yeah, uh, what have you been doing to stay busy during the uh, quarantine here? Uh, I'm actually still working. Uh, I work landscaping whenever I'm home. Uh, so I have still been doing that. Um, outside of that, my girlfriend and I have been doing a lot of projects around the house and taking the dogs on or the dog on lots of walks and uh that's that's about it it's awesome pretty yeah. low-key yeah yeah um so but with a lot of these i just start at the beginning here to talk about maybe some uh, early musical influences uh, when you decided you wanted to play music for a living or, or when you knew that was an actual possibility sure uh so i guess for me i started playing guitar in seventh grade uh we had like a club in the mornings before homeroom where you could go and learn how to play some stuff. And, uh, from there through junior high, I just played guitar a ton. And in high school, um, well, I guess a little before high school, I started a band with a couple friends in the neighborhood. And by high school, I was playing in like three different bands at once. And, uh, we had this local venue called wooden waves and it was basically a, skate park and concert venue in one so i i lived at that place uh from you know like ninth or tenth grade through after high school um and then i went to kutztown university for a year and decided that college wasn't my thing and uh at the time i was playing in a uh like a metal band called and we danced and that summer uh we put together our own tour we booked it through like MySpace with a band from Kentucky, and uh, we booked a two-week tour. And seven of us crammed in a minivan and a four-foot trailer, and we we did a tour. That's really and, cool. <laughs> uh, that was, you know, just an amazing experience that really made me like want to do that even more. Um, I, you know, I did a lot of camping and things like that growing up, and touring like at that level when you're starting out and like literally making no money uh you know it's a lot of even still it's a lot of sleeping in parking lots and similar kind of situations um but yeah we made the most of it we went we camped out a lot on tour and um that tour is actually how i met jonas uh who was the guitar player from Emerosa that i replaced hmm. um he played in the other band that we toured with um, and then shortly after that tour ended, he started playing with Emerosa and we just kept in touch. And anytime they came through P 
PA, I would go and hang out with him. And, um, when he decided to kind of take some time off, uh, and go back to Denmark with his family and, and, you know, kind of settle in a little bit more. Um, I ended up being the, one of the people that he recommended. Uh, yeah, I mean that small shitty tour that we literally sat in libraries and printed out map quest directions between <laughs> shows because we didn't have, you know, cell phones like today, which makes you sound so fucking old. Uh, <laughs> But you know, it was just it was a different time, but it was it was really cool and, and really memorable. Um but yeah, in between there, uh I also played in a band called This of the Apocalypse. Um I I would say after high school I primarily was playing in like heavier bands. Um a lot of me hanging out at sound waves. I, I met a lot of older kids who were big in like the hardcore scene. So I got real big into like straight edge and, and hardcore bands and things like that. Um, so who would, who would some of those bands have been that, that you were listening to? Uh, I mean, at that time bands like remembering never misery signals, beloved, um, poison the well. Uh, I mean, I grew up going to like August Burns reds, very first shows. Um, Lancaster was like a really big hotspot when ABR was starting out for like regional and tri-state area bands to tour at. Um, JB from ABR always was booking shows at the American Legion there and they always were just insane. So any anyone who was in a band in the area always like strived to play in Lancaster because it was a, just a, always a killer spot. Nice. So through playing shows there, I uh, became friends with like Ricky and Grant from Tota. And uh, when Sean decided to leave, they had uh, hit me up and I went to a show at the Silo in Reading. They were on tour with, man, I want to say it was like, it was some huge, like one of those big festival tours with like mm. uh, Tony Danza tap dance experience and like, <laughs> Uh, I don't know, like my children, my bride and like all those kind of bands. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, then I spent about four years right after home. What's left came out. Uh, I started touring with them and, uh, then about two years later we put out dead years. And then, uh, about two years after that, I decided to kind of part ways with them, uh, which was was amicable i'm i'm still very good friends with all of them and and everything it was just it had it had worn itself out right is that right whenever you joined Demarosa, or was there a little gap there no or? uh there was about a year or so in between there um i was working like retail management jobs i had just started dating uh my girlfriend um and i want to say probably like four four to six months in her and I starting to date uh, I was approached uh, by uh, I went I was approached by ER um, I want to say that fall was the first tour that Emerosa did with Bradley uh, it was the Chiodos tour hmm. and that was Jonas and Lucas's last tour so that tour came to the chameleon club and then it also came to the TLA and I went to both of those shows and that was the first time I like met Bradley and actually was introduced to ER and um, I had a bunch of other friends. Uh, my friend Chrissy uh, had was touring with them as well. So it was just kind of a group of friends um, that kind of, I guess, 
made things a little easier uh, of an introduction with them. And then shortly after that tour, uh, Jonas and Lucas decided to, to part ways. Um, and then uh, I believe Bradley had reached out to me first, and then I started talking to ER. And uh, yeah, when I, when I was approached to, to work with them, um, I, I was actually hired on. So the first like couple tours that I did, uh, I was, you know, basically a fill in. Uh, Is this what's just around like 2013, 2014? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think it was right before the yellow card tour. I'm trying to think it was probably, yeah, like 14. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a weird transition for me because every band that I'd been in prior, you know, I like handled the business and booked shows and did everything and was in a band with people I grew up and was friends with forever. Mm -hmm. Um, so hopping into this with like people that I barely knew, uh, it was, it was very, very intimidating at first. Um, but, uh, what made it even more intimidating was my second show with the band was riot fest in Chicago. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it was it was a little nerve wracking in the beginning um, and kind of figuring out where I stood, you know, because you're it's not your band. So like there's things that happen that you can't speak up about and whatnot. And it's just a different world that I just wasn't used to. But, um, you know, I I toured with them for about a year and a half or so. Um, and then I kind of approached them and said, you know, I am very invested in this and in moving forward with you guys. And they talked it over and, uh, my girlfriend and I and her brother were at a city in color concert. And I got a text from the band, uh, officially inviting me to be a part of the band and to do the next record. And that was right before we did 131. Well, uh, we did the, the reimagined too, but uh, we, we won't. We'll just completely ignore that because that was not an enjoyable experience in in my books. But, uh, but yeah. So we we did 131, and that was uh, the first time that I had basically cre- any kind of creative input. Um, and that record was really cool. Uh, I went mm-hmm. to Kentucky, and Connor from Beartooth uh, came in, and we rented this room above a music store. And we just locked ourselves there for like two weeks and wrote like 20 songs. And then we immediately packed everything up and drove to Nashville. And we spent about five weeks there with Casey. Um, and we, we did the record uh, there. It was, it was a really awesome experience. Casey was amazing to work with. Um, it, it, was, it was just really cool. He was down to try anything we wanted to do. Um, you know, I think me and ER especially, um, and even like Jordan at the time, uh, you know, we grew up and you can tell from early years in Amorosa, even though I wasn't a part of it, but we all grew up in a lot of that, you know, post hardcore days and a lot of those records and a lot of those bands put a lot of like little Easter eggs in their records and repeat themes or whatever. And that was like cool shit that we wanted to do that casey was really on board with that i I think really made it even even more like memorable experience awesome um and then so you guys just last year or earlier last year i think uh put out peach club um 
very different sound than some past Amorosa records, but it's really an awesome record. Uh, kind of like a 1975-ish style on, on some of those songs, which is great. Um, just see maybe what the thought process behind uh, the change in style and, and the, the writing style on, on this record or some of the influences behind that. Sure. Um, you know, I think on 131 you have like Helpless, Cloud9, and there's, there's definitely some dancier songs, and that's mm-hmm. always been something that we all enjoyed um and i i feel like we did a pretty good job at really making a tasteful transition because i mean let's be real this band started as like a metal band so yeah it's 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 crossed a lot of you know crossed a lot of bridges but uh so going into uh peach club uh bradley had i would say I don't know, maybe a year, let's say a year prior to us recording that, uh, Bradley had been introduced to Courtney, uh, who produced Peach Club, and uh, they had started kind of writing together, um, and then we did two separate writing sessions. Uh, We did one in Kentucky, where we all brought demos that we had, and we kind of picked through them and, you know, cut parts out deleted songs, this and that, moved things around. And then we did another round at my house where we jammed here for about a week and a half. And uh, then, you know, we all basically met in California. At the time, Courtney was working out of uh, the Madden studio. So um, we spent about, I don't know, five, six weeks, and we just were there every day, all day. And it was a really... Courtney is awesome. I, I, anyone who knows Courtney or who meets Courtney will tell you that he's just a fantastic dude. He's just a ball of great energy and always wants to try new ideas and do new things. And, uh, we just really vibe together and all of us just really kind of got on the same page and, you know, his idea mixed with this idea that ER had ended up making this song and like things just kind of fell into place with all of us kind of collaborating together. Um, and a lot of it would start with like, you know, a structure that Courtney would have that Bradley would vibe and come up with a melody. And then, you know, we would kind of start adding parts and whatnot, but it was, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty organic. Um, you know, we all knew we wanted to definitely, lean a lot heavier to the pop realm mm-hmm. um and you know courtney's production and everything adds adds a lot to that um but overall uh, our songwriting you know it was a different experience but it was still it was still very very much amorosa and right. very collaborative awesome did you guys have a tour currently planned this for uh this year this summer or uh have one planned for after all this is over obviously uh, we do. Um, however, it wasn't announced, and since it is tentatively being rescheduled, I can't really say. Not yet. Um, yeah. Cool. But uh, yeah, we had a tour lined up for June and July that currently has reservations for like August, September, um, and then we just uh, confirmed an overseas tour for November. But nice. Dude, who the hell knows what's going to happen? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people saying that touring might not even happen for another year now. I saw so. that for the 2021. That that'd be awful. So I mean, well, obviously we gotta do what's best for everybody, but yeah. Um, for sure. For sure. Yep. Um, kind of on the on the touring 
thing here. If if uh, if you if your band could tour with just one other band for the rest of your career as a as a musician, who would that band be? Who who would you want that to be and why? Damn, for the rest of our career? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a hard question. For you personally, not not for maybe some guys have been answering who like fits the uh, the the bill more, but like just for your personal, who would you want to be on tour with? Um, I'll I'll do a slight mix of being partially practical and personal preference and i'll say uh jimmy world nice have you toured with them before no no i actually they are if not my favorite band one of my top two or three favorite bands and i actually just saw them live for the first time like four months ago in harrisburg nice um you're you're from pa right you're just you're closer over to the uh closer to the philly side i guess right yeah i'm about an hour outside of philly uh i grew up about another 45 minutes uh kind of northwest from here outside of a city called Reading. Mm-hmm. um but right now i live outside of a town called phoenixville which is yeah about 45 minutes to an hour outside of philly nice i think you're about maybe four ish hours away from pittsburgh uh the show is called for the berg so do you have any like favorite uh pittsburgh memories or, or venues places to go while you're on tour here uh i'm trying to think uh oh um uh, what is What's that one uh, burger chain you guys have there? Is it Killum Grillum? Is that in Pittsburgh? Uh, I don't know Killum Grillum. Our our like sandwich it would have been Permanis uh, sandwich. Yeah, yeah. But not, yeah not, I think not this burgers. this place is more like uh, vegetarian vegan oh. options. Hmm. Um, I don't know. You know what's weird? I for the four years that I toured in Tota, which is a band from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we played in Pittsburgh maybe three times really <laughs> yeah uh, it, it was just like every tour that we got put on ended up being like south and midwest mm-hmm. when, did, while did I you was... have did, did you have a uh, pittsburgh date lined up for this uh amorosa tour coming up this summer or now whenever it's pushed uh that's a great question mm-hmm. i think we did i'm pretty sure we did i want to say it was like right in the middle of it uh, let me see if I can find it in my email quick. But yeah, uh, I I like haven't played a ton of shows in, in Pittsburgh. Um, Amorosa's played like two. We've we've headlined maybe like three routing dates or starts of tours at smaller clubs that I, I'm sorry, I honestly don't even remember. Um, <laughs> But uh, what was the club that was like an old church that kind of sat up on a hill? A lot of guys are saying Altar Bar would have been the, Altar Bar. Yeah, yes. that that shut its doors though. But uh, Mr. Smalls is another old church that yeah, that's that's still uh, around, Mr. Smalls. But okay, yeah, Altar Bar was probably the place that Tota played at the most. Um, mm-hmm. We we did a tour with Impending Doom and uh, No Bragging Rights and a couple other bands that played there. Um, there was another town outside of Pittsburgh, closer, like maybe a little more southeast, um, that did shows, and the venue was like this long, kind of semi-skinny carpeted room with like a waist-high stage. This was probably like early 2000s through like 2010 maybe i cannot remember i can like see it in my head yeah uh i i don't really have a ton of uh a ton of crazy memories in pittsburgh and i 
you know, my, my girlfriend actually went to school, uh, out that way. She went to school in Indiana at first, uh, and then, uh, went to cosmetology school closer to Pittsburgh and she loves it out there and keeps talking about wanting to go out and, and hang out. And I, I want to go explore there more because it's, I mean, for how close it is, it's a yeah. side of the state I've not explored much. Uh, honestly, one of the most memorable experiences I have in Pittsburgh, uh, the like second band that I was ever in that owned a van, we bought our first trailer from someone in Pittsburgh <laughs> and drove out and met them at like a, in the parking lot of a mall and nice. handed them like a thousand dollars and was like, all right, cool, here we go. And, and then we had a trailer. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. That's funny. Uh, do you know what the term jagoff means? That that's a Pittsburgh term. I don't know if, if it reaches you guys out there. Uh, I mean, if I had to take a guess, uh, it sounds I, like I don't. What you think it, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, sure. It, it means a dickhead, whatever. Uh, I've been asking all the guys. I get I'm kind of batting 500 on here on on this question. I get half the guys will answer, half say they'd rather not. Totally fine, whatever you want to do. Uh, but right. I'm gonna ask it anyway. Um, so just just kind of. Being in these famous bands and just meeting a lot of people, uh, was there anyone that you were just really looking forward to meeting and they just they turned out to be a jagoff? <laughs> uh, the answer is yes, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can tell stories without names. That's cool. You don't have to give a name. <laughs> you know, I I never really had any crazy terrible experiences. And to be fair, I haven't really toured with anyone crazy famous either um but uh i will say we did a tour uh <laughs> I, I won't say who but the co-headliner right. the co-headliner of the tour uh, it was one of their first tours back in a while and they kind of thought they were still real hot shit and they just like it, it wasn't even the ego thing it was just like we're all very low key dudes. Like everyone in Emerosa is, you know, really chill. We just hang out in the green room, say stupid shit and like maybe have a beer or two. And we're, we're very low key. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're, we're not asking for much by any means, but like if you just blatantly like ignore people and are rude to people, then like, yeah, you're, you're definitely, uh, crossing Jack that off, line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say though, I think that the crew that they had with them made it worse really? because I almost think that the crew that was with them in the time frame that this band had stopped touring, the, that crew had worked with a lot of bigger artists mm -hmm. and then had kind of stepped back to this band and they all also kind of had egos and like, just didn't give a single shit about anyone lower than them. And like that kind of attitude just like bums me out because then you meet, you know, people who are 10 times bigger than that. And they're the nicest, most considerate, genuine people ever. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I think it, t it takes way more effort to be an asshole to like just be nice to people. <laughs> it's it's yeah, not for hard. Sure. <laughs> um, so one of the last things here I'd like to do since we are on uh, quarantine here is a game called quarantine Island. Just maybe your top three albums, movies and TV shows that you absolutely need during this quarantine to, to get through. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> so albums, uh, Jimmy world clarity is my number one. Um, if I get three, 
I'm going to say uh, Glass Draw, Worship, and Tribute, and Receiving End of Sirens. I think those would be my three. Nice. Um, TV shows. That's really hard. <laughs> you watching a lot of Tiger King everyone's talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did watch it. Uh, it was what it was. Did Carol, I, I, did, did Carol Baskin do it? Of, of course. Uh, man, I would say... Oh, have you ever heard of the show Big Time in Hollywood, Florida? It no. only existed for one season. It was on Comedy Central. And I think it is one of the smartest written, funniest, best shows that ever existed. It had hmm. a huge cast. It was like co-produced by Ben Stiller. Uh, I'm pretty sure... You, I mean, you can definitely find it on the internet somewhere, yeah. but uh, I'm pretty sure you can rent it for like a couple bucks through maybe like Amazon or something. But that show is incredible. Nice. Um, I was a big fan of Lost. I've I've watched Lost probably four or five times now. Um, yeah, my, my girl's currently rewatching Lost, and I'm, I'm I keep coming in every couple seasons or a couple episodes I'm, and i'm lost watching it because I'm, I'm not following <laughs> with her but <laughs> yeah it got weird and then it started talking about time travel i don't know what was going on <laughs> wait have you not seen it at all before i have not seen it all before oh, I, i've only seen it i'm sure if i went back to the beginning and watched it from the beginning i would oh, like because i'm interested to. when i'm watching it with her but i'm coming in every how many episodes she's already finished and like wait what happened now what is going yeah, on you can't yeah, no, you can't it, do that with that show yep um if I had to pick a third, I would say, I don't know, maybe Dexter. Nice, yeah. Dexter's a great show. Yeah. Cool. Kind of fizzles out of after season four. Yeah. Same, after, same with my, my four girlfriend. Four was so are, good, man. It was, oh, it was know, tough I to know. follow four after Rita and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My girlfriend and I are currently re-watching Weeds. I don't know but if you ever watched that. The amazing show. We, I've watched great that front, front to back like five, six times. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Those I, are easy I, to plow through because they're only 30 minutes long. It's, <laughs> yep, yep. That's what we've been watching uh, at night before we go to bed. What season are you on right now? Uh, I think we are on four, which I feel like in that Another show is also season. where it kind of starts to fizzle off. After that, yeah. That's yeah, four yeah. when they go to the other part in California, right? Yeah. Whenever they move to Bobby's house or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so top three movies. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, Vanilla Sky. Has uh, Tom Cruise, Penelope Cruz, Cameron Diaz, um, mm. pretty wild movie. Um, I, I watch way more TV than movies. Um, I would say maybe like Dumb and Dumber for something just really just to have on in the background. That's a yep, great movie yep. though. Yep, <laughs> that's probably my favorite comedy of all time. Actually, Dumb and Dumber. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. A third, yeah. uh, maybe. Well, let's say Inception. Awesome. All right, buddy. That, that's all I have. Thank you. I, I appreciate you uh, coming on and helping me out doing this. Yeah, yeah, of course. Anytime. I, I appreciate being here. And we'll uh, look out for those rescheduled tour dates when, whenever you guys make a uh, make an announcement there. Hopefully there's a Pittsburgh show on the, uh, on the I'm 90, tour there. I'm 90% positive that there is and or will be. Um, keep an eye on all of our socials. We are also going to be launching a couple other things in the meantime, since we're not able to tour. Mm -hmm. Um, so we have, we have some announcements coming out in the next, I don't know when you're going to release this, but, uh, we, in the next probably two weeks, uh, it'll it'll, it'll be before then. Okay, cool. 
Uh, then yeah, we'll we'll have some pretty cool announcements rolling out in the next couple of weeks. Nope. Mr. Pop. All right. I hope you enjoyed episode six. Make sure to keep an eye out on all Amorosa's social media accounts for their announcements here in the next couple of weeks, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye.